Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. the return of the failed critics hosted quiz cast because it was really popular last time so we decided to do it again yes <laughs> i i am steve norman i am of failed critics but i'm not of failed critics as of this evening because i'm a completely impartial and neutral host on this quiz <clears throat> as owen will ascertain from last <laughs> time where he he messed it up for himself and cost failed critics a title yeah that's true isn't it we were doing so well till it was just me at the end and i blew it yeah, you yeah. started taking it too seriously, which wasn't what I wanted at all. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, we've got Team Failed Critics. Uh, failed Critics is me, hello, Owen Hughes, as always, and Carol. Hello, hello. Carol. Welcome Hi. back to Failed Critics Podcast. It's been oh, been a while. Thank you, yeah, it's been a long time. I was just trying to remember <laughs> when I was here, actually, and I can't, can't remember when it was. Oh, man, when was that? Did you come on for one of the um, Avengers films? The Avengers Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Yeah. Wow. So nearly a year. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully you've been watching films in the meantime enough to keep up with whatever Steve's going to throw at us later. I had two 12 hour flights in the last kind of month. So yeah, I, I watched a fair few films on those. So yeah. But apart from that, no. Sorry. <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> yeah, it's uh, a small niche section of films, airplane films. Maybe there's airplane. a quiz on those. Yeah. All the PG cuts of all the, the grown-up films that you get on airplanes. You'd be amazed, actually. They show Bridge of Spies, which has got a quite a dodgy like aeroplane sequence in it. And I was like, oh, I'm not really sure about watching this on a transatlantic flight here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you don't, you don't get the PG cuts anymore. I saw Legend, saw it, you know. And, wow. uh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think the kid behind me, like, the, literally the kid behind me was watching Legend at some point as well. <laughs> which was which was quite funny. <laughs> we also have Team Black Hole Media. Hello, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the other side was, of the planet. That was meant to sound more enthusiastic than than it was. Um, I think I think yeah. it sounds like Black Hole Media are pretending if they have a time delay, they've got a crucial few seconds to do the answers. <laughs> Smart move. Yes, Steve. That's right, Steve. Yes. 
Well, we were, um, yeah, we were previously Black Hole Cinema, but we've, we've now expanded into lots of other podcasts that equally very few people listen to. So it would do really well. <laughs> uh, and we're, we're, are we defending champions? Yeah. Because you, didn't you win the quiz that you hosted as well? Yes, yeah, yeah, because that was that was the last one um, yeah. last year, and yeah, Emma Emma Platt was was on that, getting very competitive, and she managed to <laughs> to win it in the end. Was it was that with you, Laden? It was, yes. Yeah, there we go. I'm yeah, sure so it was, no it pressure. We was in the same room. Oh yeah, yeah I forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in your old house, which was a year ago, which is very scary. But can I can I can I make the point that we didn't cheat? And I, I really mean that. We genuinely didn't cheat. The lady yeah, doesn't think... protest too much. We tried. Oh, yes. <laughs> I to say that. We, we tried. <laughs> well, I, I'm a very strict quiz host. I've done hosted quizzes before in pubs, and if I even hear a mobile phone, that'll be a point docked. <laughs> Could be coming from another room, I don't care. If only I had a computer and... Yeah. <laughs> Finally, we have the Foothead Podcast. Hello. Hi, folks. How's it going? I'm Matt, one of two Matts who present the show, the Foothead Podcast. Um, I'm Matt Aguilera, as in Chrissy Aguilera, who is, uh, was rather famous a while ago for that song Dirty, where she had orange knickers on at one point. Very good. I enjoyed it. Are you, are you are you as dirty and are you wearing orange knickers? Um, not wearing orange knickers. I'm probably more dirty because <laughs> when the cameras aren't rolling, I can do whatever I like. When the cameras no, aren't rolling, you are rolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a true story. Uh, thanks for having us on. We're looking forward to being part of this very bent quiz of which we can't win. <laughs> you are the only non-film podcast in this little quiz cast. Excuse that me. is true. <clears throat> Part-time Phil Crisco over here, thank you very much. Yeah, and previous quizzer, Matt Lamborn, who was part of Fail Critics last time. That's right. So I know how to rumble this game and cheat with style, so do worst <laughs> quiz host. Well, do you want to tell us we... what Foothead is before we move on? Because you're kind of new to this whole sort of... Um, I was going to say, like, group of friends, because that's... That's kind of what we are, more than like a stable of podcasts or a network or anything. So why don't you just introduce uh, Foothead, what you guys do. Okay, sure. so the Foothead podcast is about FIFA Ultimate Team, which is a, a online game mode within the annual FIFA franchise, which allows consistent, players to... Consistent drain on a... my income. Yes, <laughs> it's that as well, Steve. And... Yeah, basically allows people to to build squads of any players they like, regardless of which club or country they're from, and be a little bit creative rather than just playing with Real Madrid and Barcelona all the time. And the reason why the the Foothead podcast came about, oddly enough, was because of the Football 365 form, which we've frequented with our fellow critics friends. People like Steve asking the same questions constantly about Ultimate Team, who should I buy, what should I do? So we decided to do a podcast with my pal Matt, and we've been going for uh, since February 2015, so it's just over a year. Over a year, yeah, wow. We started off as Footstock, our own little brand, and then I got talking to one of the guys over at Foothead, who are the world's biggest FIFA fan site, and they get something like 20 million views per month, and we said we'd do their podcast for them and just do what we normally did, except we're now called the Foothead Podcast, which has turned out to be very successful. And mm. most of all, we love doing it, 
and uh, I would like to just say I'm not just here to make up the numbers. Hopefully, I've got I have got some movie knowledge somewhere. <laughs> Matt has watched at least a film a year in his 33 years of, of living. More than Michael Owen. That's good. <laughs> Michael Owen, yeah, good lad. That's a high he's, bar, he's, isn't it? He's uh, <laughs> he's 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 come out as saying he does not watch many films. He's watched about eight films all the way through in his life. Yeah. Such a boring so he's a very, twat, he's a very he boring is. yet odd individual. As long as one of them is Jurassic Park, though. I think like, it was, right. and he didn't like yeah. it. What? No, that's, that's <laughs> wrong, isn't it? Man, that's I mean, because even if you're just like, really want. <laughs> I, I know this from personal experience, even if you've got all the channels in the world, like Mike Malone obviously has, you end up, you always end up going to RV2 because they've always got like a decent-ish film. They've, they've always got Jurassic Park on or Shaun of the Dead or something, haven't they? So, you know, like even if you just watched it in passing. That's just, mm, and, it's a bit like my relationship like with movies for men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something perverse like about it, though. I really what, would like to men? get... I'd really like to get Michael Owen onto a podcast just to do a like film commentary, just like a fan commentary of like anything. Any film that he'd not seen before. Get him to watch Apocalypse Now or something. Well, you know, all he'll do is just repeat the stuff he's just seen on the screen, right? Yeah. That's all he does. I think he should watch Mike Bassett and convince him it's a documentary and see if he's I think the manager's done well there. I used to be with Seven Swengor and Ericsson. I don't remember McLaren having that moustache. <laughs> Do you remember? There's a story that's going around about Michael Owen right now that he's had allocution lessons because he's getting so much yes. um, stick on Twitter. Really? It's taking voice, well, not so much allocution, yes. it's uh, just voice lessons to help him to project his voice better and be more interesting, like the way that I know how to. But, you know, I'm not Michael Owen and scored, you know, 40 goals. How's that going to help him on Twitter, though? Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not his that's the problem, is it? <laughs> it means Maybe Twitter is starting to. Produce an audio thing where you'll start hearing voice ma- voicemails from Michael Owen. That's probably why he's going to branch out and do vines. Michael Owen. <laughs> he's vines. doing his own podcast. Yeah. Oh man, Michael he's never watched a vine in his life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we, we do some questions and, and start talking about Michael Owen? That's a very good point. Have you got a Michael Owen round, Steve? Well, I mean, the, the first the first question, I don't know what you've picked as answer, so it could well come to being about Michael Owen. Uh, the first question is one that I've asked you to, to prepare answers for as a team, and that is, which sporting story would you like to see turned into a film? I will not set Leicester City's 2015-16 campaign, because that is apparently already being done, and it would just be a really boring answer. So, what, they're making a team film critics. <laughs> well, they're making a film. Jamie Vardy's career, and now oh, okay. a very, very heavy part of it. Does it involve his sending um, off? Jamie today? Vardy, yeah. Jamie Vardy Sorry? goes to a Japanese sushi restaurant. <laughs> that's that's like the um, series of films, his... isn't it? Jamie I, Vardy I goes imagine, to watch. Like, <laughs> Jamie his, Vardy goes uh, to today being like the uh, the third, the start of the third act. Oh yeah, his redemption story. Yeah, is what comes next? Totally imagine that. Make conception with him as Cobb. <laughs> anyway, team failed critics. What did you pick as your answer for this question? We went for Leicester City 2014-15 season, the Great Escape. No, we didn't. That's a joke. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's, that's low. Yeah, back in September, 
uh, on this very podcast, I reviewed a screener uh, on here for a documentary called Sons of Ben. And it was sent to us by the Sons of Ben, who were a supporters club for a non-existent Philadelphian soccer team in the US. Yes, I think too often sports movies are about the individual's success and then facing adversity or a crisis of some kind before finally winning back a bit of dignity in the end. You know, you think Southpaw, Rocky, The Wrestler, uh, Cool Runnings. You know, even when they're done well, they're a bit formulaic. What we really need is a sports story about a set of fans who do not have any initial success to begin with and then plow on through the demoralising American bureaucracy that exists for years on end before the film ends with you never finding out whether or not they succeeded in persuading the MLS to give them a football team. That's what the genre has been crying out for. Sod your stories about redemption and one man learning that it's okay to be a dickhead some of the time as long as they're not a dickhead the rest of the time. Give me a story about a bunch of nice football fans being shat on constantly by the bigwigs, but still staying humble and lovely throughout. That's what I want. And that's what Sons of Ben, the movie, would be. Wasn't that the football factory? (laughs) Those lovely, humble football fans being shat on by the man. Yeah, that was the football factory. I have the weirdest boner right now about fans being shat on. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put that hang there. Wow. I will call Welcome to place. Aston Villa um, the movie. Yeah. Don't, don't even go there. <laughs> oh, poor Tony. Oh, don't. Anyway, so mm. I should have probably perhaps the start, the start of every for these questions there'll be five points for the ones that I deem the best, and obviously that will go on to their the person the team's final score. Uh, so Black Hole Media, what is your answer? Lay them over to you. Okay. Well, I'm going to assume that this round was influenced by Eddie the Eagle. Am I right? Yes, yes, in part, yeah. yes. Okay, in Eddie the Eagle, there was a throwaway reference to Cool Runnings, and I said to Tony, who was sat next to me at the time, that this must mean that there's a shared universe based on the Calgary 1988 <laughs> Olympics. <laughs> so naturally, I've come up with the third entry in the shared universe. There's a man called Dan Jansen who was a speedster, and his story is actually quite tragic when you... Well, not tragic, but it's sad during the Calgary Olympics because he was due to do the 500-metre speed event and spoke to his, like, ill sister, who was dying of leukaemia at the time, and a few hours later, that when he spoke on the phone, he was told she died, and then an hour later, done his first event and pretty much fell at the first turn. A few days later, he did the 1,000-metre event and was going to run for the, um, for the world record speed and crashed at the 800-metre mark, so about two, four-fifths in. Um, he won the US Olympic Spirit Award for his efforts and then eventually won gold at 94 Olympics. I've not figured out where the comedy comes into it, but uh, <laughs> the story... <laughs> but the story is pretty much the person having a... A lot of personal strife in his life at the moment. Fails at the Calgary Olympics, which fits in with the rest of the shared universe. Um, But then gets a recognition for the fact he still carried on, even after being told of his sister's death. And 
eventually would go to win in the 1994 Winter Olympics. And it's mainly because I want I want to stress that I am convinced that there is a shared universe in the making for, for the Carl in 1988 Winter Olympics. And at the very, very end, a CGI John Goodman comes in and says that he's putting a team together. John nice. Candy. John Candy, sorry. You never, ever get any <laughs> name right of anyone. There was a brilliant there was an episode of Pick a Flick. An episode oh, of Pick a Flick where you got wrong the names. Um, oh, who was it now? Rodney Downey Jr. was one. Rodney yeah, Jr. Rodney Downey I remember Jr. that one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, finally, I've even got it written down. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. I've even got written down in bold. John Candy, do not say John Goodman, you twat. <laughs> <laughs> Written down. <laughs> oh, there we go. Foothead. Mm. Mm. Okay, right. Let's go ahead with this then. So, um, I would just, I really had a good big think about sporting events. There's, there's so many that could be talked about that have this really nice story arc of oh, we haven't done very well, but we will do if we all pull together and they pull together and they do it. Mighty Ducks all over, but basically in real life. So I went for something with a central character that's actually like an anti-hero. So think School of Rock involving a lower league manager. And this guy was called John Sitton. He used to be the caretaker manager of Leighton Orient back in 94-95. And he most famously um, came out with a speech where he sacked... A one player offered two of them on and said to them that they could bring the fucking dinner because by the time they finished, they'd fucking need it. So the film would be called John Sitton, Bring Your Dinner. It'd be about <laughs> him taking over as a caretaker manager with his bumbling efforts to be one, a motivator that doesn't work. He tries to tell all the players at one point that the chairman wants to sack them all and bring in some people on cheaper wages. That doesn't work. And then he tries to sack the fan favourite with the actual full speech little quote right now that he says to the two players in question who haven't played very well, you, you little cunt, when I tell you to do something, and you, you fucking big cunt, when I tell you to do something, do it. If you come back at me, we'll have a fucking right sort out in here, all right? And you can pair up if you like, and you can fucking pick someone else to help you, and you can bring your fucking dinner, because by the time I finish with it, you'll fucking need it. So after this moment, the saxophone favourite, this culminates in him being sacked, which takes him into a big bout of depression. He goes through therapy, he can't get his life back together. He used to be a hard man, a, a tough tackling midfielder of the lower leagues. And then he ends up becoming a taxi driver. And we could have some kind of way where he loses, loses his mind, basically. And uh, be, yeah, he actually goes to the knowledge back in about 97. And he doesn't become a taxi driver until 2003. So there's quite a dark period in those those uh, six years there for him. So there you go. John Sitton, Bring Your Dinner, which would star in the leading role as John Sitton, Danny Dyer. Oh, I was thinking Ray Winston. I thought Ray Winston would be... <laughs> Danny Dyer. John Sitton was a lot younger, and it's just okay. a shame. It's just a spectacular story of somebody being given a moment and completely yeah. fucking it up and going way over the top and thinking that they had something special, and they didn't, and completely not recovering from the moment. And I don't know, if, uh, to be honest with you, when I went to check his Wikipedia page, I probably likened to the fact that I thought he'd be dead, but he's not. He's still alive and well, so well done, John Sitton. <laughs> well done. I'm not dying. Congratulations, Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in terms of in terms of like this feel of the movie, in terms of its cut and its uh, editing and the kind of vibe, it'd be like a dark school of rock, like a black comedy, really. And I'd, I'd, I'd love to watch it, especially with Danny Dye. It'd be, it'd be great. Oh, I've, I've, I've picked my winner for this round. 
and he's gone to black hole media because nothing will beat the actual footage of John Sitton from a documentary in that changing room. You can't recreate that. That's just that's just gold. And Phil Critic's entry is already a documentary. So I don't see what a, a film will bring to it. But uh, Black Hole Media's answer of the speed skater sounds a lot more interesting, especially if you can get a comedy angle in there. Yeah, the one thing that was missing from Matt Latham's it description was... was uh... If he wants it in that shared universe, it really needs it. So... Um, <laughs> Getting John Candy and John Goodman mixed up did make me double, you know, double back <laughs> myself and think, but I, I want a bit in the end. Right, most difficult thing of a quiz like this is obviously you can't swap the papers after each round and mark it that way. And you have to kind of think of ways where you can get people to answer the questions without there being any time where they could possibly cheat, not I'm questioning the integrity of any of the competitors. <laughs> I'm questioning the integrity of all of the competitors. So this first round is all nearest to the pin. So, you know, you guess uh, a number and the nearest one to it wins. So the first question is, of all the James Bond actors we've had since Sean Connery, I want to know the combined age of the ages they are now. Jesus. Is that including Sean Connery? Or... Yes, yes. Yeah, I just didn't want to get confused ones? with that, like, funny comedy one that they did ages ago, like Casino Royale is weird and that. So basically proper, <laughs> yeah, so proper Bond. Just film ones? Yes, just film ones. Okay. Right. So basically, Connery, Connor, Connery, Moore, Lazenby, Dalton, uh, Craig, Brosnan. Have you got an answer for this in mind, Carol? No, I need some paper. <laughs> so, um, I'm unprepared. So, so critics, your answer first. Hang on, I've got I've got some rough numbers in mind, so I'm just adding them together using the magic of the calculator. Well, the estimate that I've got is 415. Oh, I I was guessing four twenty. So should we so, go yeah. four fifteen? We'll go four fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Black Hole Media. We're gonna go with four hundred and twenty nine. Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> what, One hundred and twenty nine. Four hundred and twenty nine. Oh, okay. Four hundred and twenty nine. Sorry. Right. Uh, head. I think we'll take the over, so we'll go... Is it the closest answer, is it? Yes. Yeah, well, we'll go 4.30 then. Oh, <laughs> well, somewhat somewhat suspiciously, Black Hole Media have got it dead on. No, you know what? I've Fuck seen, it, Al. Right? I know. I want to hear, I want to hear, a, justific- I want to hear a justification <laughs> of this. I'm a massive Bond fan, and I know... How old all the actors are? I, I swear, I swear, I'm pretty sure I, I can guess it. Sean Connery is 86. Yeah, I, I think Roger Moore is 88. Really? I thought yeah. he was yeah. younger. I think, I, no, I think so. I think oh. Timothy Dalton's 70. Jesus, I think he's uh, 70. Jesus Christ. Yes, no that way. rings a bell. I think my George, George Lanes would be 75. I think Pierce Brosnan's about 62. And oh, yeah, I think I Daniel Craig at forty-eight. Yeah. 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 Daniel Craig at forty-eight. That that's. I'll let I'll that's let you guess. off the top call you a cheat. I'm <laughs> amazed though. I swear. I swear. I just calculated it based on my thoughts. That's exactly I'm just, right. I just very did impressive. sixty times seven. I just thought this is what if that's a bit average. <laughs> just that's a bit average over the course. Yeah. It didn't work out too bad. Roger Moore is actually older than Sean Connery, though. That's weird, isn't it? 
that it makes a lot of sense thinking about it. It well, yeah, it kind of does, yeah. But yeah. question go. two: How many Marvel films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe have been released or are scheduled to be released? Oh, this should so be start, easy. We'll start with Foothead on this one. Of course, Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's obviously starts with Iron Man. Iron Man was the first. Well, no, Hulk was the first. Shall sorry. we? Uh, so many, and there's an infinite amount of original material to work with. Fucking hell. What do you think, Matt? I mean, I'm really stuck on that one. I mean, I keep thinking 30 in my head, but that I am just guessing because I've seen so much about what's like scheduled and in that as well. That's probably too much, actually. Mm. How about Let's you? bring it down Let's... a touch. Let's, I'm going to say 26. Okay. And at Black Hole Media. I'm still trying to count in my head. Uh... <laughs> I'm doing it on my fingers. I think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget this number, right? Uh, uh, I think 20... 28. Latham, do you want to counter? I'm, try- I'm trying to take that away from him, and you've been released in phase one and two, which has been... Uh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with... I'm going to go with the, the boss. And, oh, so, yeah, oh. who's that? Oh, me. Okay. Yes. So, how many did we go for? 28. I failed critics. What are you going for? Do You, you sound confident on this one, Carol. So. Uh, well, off the top of my head, I've got 19. But I know that I'm missing some that are coming up that I can't think of at the moment. But I've, I'm sort of in with phase three. Mm. I, yeah, I've got 19. But do you want to go with something a bit higher? No, let's go 19. I'm happy with that. Okay. Uh, foothead Oh, wing. yeah, Steve. Sorry. Hey, Captain. No, 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 Hang on. Hang on. Question. Yes. Are you counting Infinity War as one or two? Uh, well, it's down as two separate films. Yeah, then 19. Okay. Yes, Foothead. Ah, oh, the winners there. There's 23 in total. Ah. Mm. This is your so specialised area, Captain. <laughs> so yeah. You've got all three Iron Mans, well, the Incredible Hulk, <laughs> two, two, two Thors, uh, a couple of Captain Americas, a couple of Avengers, uh, Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy. Then scheduled, we have Captain America, Civil War and Doctor Strange are out this year. Next year, there's three. There's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Thor Ragnarok. Uh, 2018, there's Black Panther, Infinity Wars Part 1, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and 2019, Captain Marvel, Infinity Wars Part 2, and Inhumans. Oh, Inhumans, it did me over. That's a lot. (laughs) Didn't actually announce three for Phase 4, but didn't give titles. Mm Mm-hmm. Came out quite recently, didn't it? Yeah. Doing, yeah. They've started already. They've started already. Blimey. Uh, question <laughs> three. How much did, according to Box Office Mojo, uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens take at the box office? And we'll start off with Black Hole Media for this one. We'll go to, we'll go to the nearest... We'll go to the nearest million... Because or else we could be, I, you know, it'd be a silly number. I think, I think this is about two point 
three billion, I think. That's the Lay number them. I had in my head as well. It's like we're psychic. The currency is dollars, by the way. Mm. If that affects yeah. your answers. Two point three billion. I couldn't see an option dollars. to change it to pounds. Okay. <laughs> um, failed critics. See, I, I was thinking less. I wasn't sure yeah, if it I'd... broke the two billion mark. No, I don't think it did, but. I don't know. Mm. I was thinking uh, like 1.8 or something. No, yeah, at 1.8 is what I just wrote down. Let's do that. Oh. Right, we're very yeah. conservative with our estimates compared to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and, and put head. What do you reckon, Matt, in between those two numbers? So we're going to go for 2.1 or 1.9. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make. 1.9. What do you reckon? Uh, 1.9. So... This is 2.065 billion here. So that is, I think, foothead still. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is ours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, anyway. Uh, question number four The Mel Gibson <laughs> movie, Apocalypto, in what year is it set according to the Wikipedia oh. page? Ooh. And we'll start right. off with with um, with with failed critics. Oh, cheers! So right. is it set when the sort of Spanish arrive? So we've got to go something like I, I don't know, Owen. Remember the film? I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, I I would say something like 1645, something like that. I thought it was earlier than that, but it's been a long since I've seen it. So if you want to go with that, that's fine. Should we? We can go a bit lower if you want. 16. 20? That sounds a bit more like it. Yeah, alright. Okay. 1620. 1620. Okay. Black Hole Media. Well, I've never seen it. I'm going to assume you've never seen this film. No, I haven't. I, I, and to be fair, I thought it was about cavemen, so. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're not allowed to answer. Okay. Um, I think, I think this is, I think this is earlier. I think this is, because I think it's to do with the Mayans. I think I don't know. I might be wrong. I'm gonna say I might be wrong. Going to be fair, you probably you probably know more than me. I I'm gonna guess. I haven't seen it for years, so probably not. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna guess. Eleven seventy-one. Right. And foothead. You haven't um, seen this one, Matt, because I haven't. Yeah, I've got I've got a fairly good guess for this one. Um, I'm. I'm fairly certain it's like 16th century, so I'm just going to say 1550. Yeah, because I okay. seem to remember, didn't the like Spanish conquistadors sort of turn up at the end of the film? Well, was that it? Well, the answer, yeah. the, the answer, it well, the result is that that Foothead have won. Yes. Oh, it's, 15, it's 1511, yes. so Black ah. really were well out. Like, right, right at the end, or right near the end, some some Spanish conquistadors do turn up. Um, the other clue that should have helped um, Black Hole Media if they remembered their history class was in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. So it wasn't going to be before <laughs> 1492, was it? Yes, Tom. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. History lessons can't, can't get a quiz teammates, can you? Well, and he, and he said to you as well, I'm not going to let don't you answer this one. <laughs> he said, you, you, keep, you bloody keep quiet. <laughs> and he went 1100 and something 
Do you know what? I, I really want a game show on TV where you just rebuke all the, all the, uh, <laughs> the guests. Just angrily sort of, no, what the fuck you on about? That'd be brilliant. Where are you from? What do you the do? you Walker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's good. Yeah. You're a twat. <laughs> <laughs> What's Mr. Chip doing? He's not doing that. It's not good. You're bloody wrong. <laughs> question, question five. If you add up all of the years travelled to in the Back to the Future films, yeah. plus the year that the first one started in, what is the number you get? My God. So you're looking to add up four, four different numbers here. When you first meet Martin McFly, what year is that? What year do they travel to in the first film? What year do they travel to in the second film? And what year do they travel to in the third film? You add them all up, and what do you get? Do you know what they are? Yeah, I know what they are. Okay, good. Yes, I'd leave this to you. Hang on a minute. So hang on, hang on, you've got, you got four, yeah, okay. All oh, right, I know what three of them are. Uh, what's the last? Oh, All right, I think I've got 7,810. Okay. Foothead. <sighs> I'm just oh, trying God. to pick up this right. I'm going to just say this out loud. The only one not 100%, 100% sure on is the one from Back to the Future 3. That's that, that's yeah, that down for you. <laughs> so I'm going to say, and I could be wrong, and uh, God, why am I being so thinking about it? 77,840 is what I'm going to go with. Sorry, 7,840. 40. 40. Okay. Um, Black Hole Media. 7,850, I'm pretty sure. Because I think I've... I've, 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 I've I'm going. I'm going for seven thousand eight hundred and forty. <laughs> right. Well, which which one are you going for? Out, out the out of the two. Ooh, lay them, lay them, lay check them, lay them. You t- Tony, check your bloody WhatsApp for God's sake. I've sent you one. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Go on. I trust Hang you. On. I trust you. You you know you're back to the future. I trust you, lay them. Let's go with it. Go on. The, the correct answer is seven thousand eight hundred and forty. Yes! Yes! You've got, you've got 1985, 2015, 1885, and 1955. Blimey, so well for me. Yeah, for some reason I had 1855 in my head. Sorry, um... that's what I, I was just about to say the same thing. Then, Carol, I was, I was between 1855 and 1885. That was my only decision. Yeah, yeah so that's. I, I thought 25. What the hell? Sorry. I think 2025 because <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I got that. I yeah, not 2015. Yeah. Where were you in October last year? <laughs> like Michael J. Fox and um, Christopher Lloyd turned up on Jimmy Kimmel in the DeLorean. Very Question nice. six of the round. How many Oscar ceremonies have there been? So the last Oscars we had earlier this year, what one was that? That was the uh, uh, th- uh, Academy Awards. Hmm. We'll start okay. with... Do you know we'll the song, Matt? You've watched it. No, of course I don't fucking know it, but I'll have a good guess. <laughs> oh, right. So we, right. we try and be... Go on, go on then, Matt. You don't fucking know it, but have a guess. <laughs> I reckon right, it's, it's in the, the mid to late sixties. I'm I'm happy with that. Um, ish. Um, I remember that. Oh, there wouldn't have been anything going on in the forties, would there? Um, it's definitely happened in the fifties. So let's say. Um, ooh. So it was. So we're going to pick a, a middling sixty, are we then, Matt? Oh, like 67, 68, something like that. 
67 was the first one, so I'll take it. <laughs> okay, 67 it is. Failed critics. I know, I think I know this. I think I know it. Do you... I know there's more than 60. It's. I think I'm... it was the 88. Okay, okay. Oh, shit. And Black Hole Media. Yeah, 88, I think. I think I agree. Yeah. 88 is the correct answer. Hooray! We've done gone fucked up, Matt. <laughs> we finally got a sorry, we were never getting that one. <laughs> Those two years. Yeah, I just didn't know it at all. Just didn't know it. Oh, well, never mind. Question, question Steph at seven and staying with the Oscars. As far as I could see on the Wikipedia page, so this gets me out of a lot of trouble here if I'm wrong. How many awards were given? How many awards were given out at the 2016 Oscars? And we'll start with the winners, joint winners of that round, fell critics. Are you including all the technical, like the the pre? Because there's like a pre award ceremony as well, isn't there? Right. We'll go. We'll just go for main awards then. I'll make it a bit easier for people, or else, or else I'll get shouted at. Yeah, but what's your class as main awards? Everything that was on the <laughs> night, or I was going to say, I'm guessing that you mean like what got broadcasted, correct? Yeah. There's a few technical ones in there, but it's the the big ones mainly. So the ones right. from the evening. So that's probably yes, the ones from the evening. Yes. Yeah, so if I say that I hold pride in the technological one, technological ones, and they for me are the main ones because I don't care about the best actors. <laughs> is that subjective? That is subjective yes. and a bit deceiving. <laughs> Go yourself a beard, get some glasses. That's full on hips to that. I love it. <laughs> so yes, fell so quickly. Oh, the ones from the actual evening that will be listed on Wikipedia probably around nineteen twenty. Yeah, well, no, because you've got like ten of them. No, you've got like eight of them. No, wait, hang on. The four of them for acting. Four yeah, act- no, actually, it might be right. Twenty might be right. All right, we'll go twenty. Black hole media. I reckon about eighteen. Lay them. Yeah, I agree. Eighteen. Let's go that. And foot head. Uh, seventeen or twenty-one, Mister Matt. <laughs> 21. Okay. 20, 21 takes it. There's 24. Oh, yes! yes! <laughs> so obviously we've got the, we've got the four, four acting ones. Uh, best picture, best director, best original screenplay, best adapted screenplay, best animated feature film, best foreign language film, best documentary feature, best documentary short subject, best live action short film, best animated short film, best original score, best original song, best sound editing, best sound mixing, Best production design, best cinematography, best makeup and hairstyling, best costume design, best film editing, best visual effects. That's your lot. Wow. You have to uh, Neil uh, Patrick Harris's I, job there, Steve. I thought it'd be 20. Best runner, best tea service, best craft <laughs> table, best, yep. best shirt cutter, yeah, be best catering. Exactly yeah. Yes. Question number eight. How many actors have played Bruce Wayne since the Adam West film uh, including the Adam West film, but since then, only in cinema-released films, not like the, all the animated ones and that, and the cartoons, just oh. bit, just proper films. Okay, got you. I've got a number in mind, Owen. Are you is live action? Yeah, Sorry? that's what I was going to ask, actually. Are you, are you, is it just live action? Are you only talking about um, live is, action, I not think... animated? Well, this yeah. could be a clue, because you said theatrically released films, right? Yes, live action only, theatrically released in cinemas. Oh, okay. So okay. then that takes one off. Then okay. So, uh, Foothead. Oh. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. The only thing I'm going to say is between 
the obvious one that we remember oh so well in Adam West? Was there anybody else? Well, before Keaton. Well, yeah, okay, before Keaton, I'll just say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, right. They all know who he is, don't worry. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, no, I don't, don't, know, I don't know what the etiquette is. I come, I come in peace, I promise. No, I don't think there is. At least me neither. So, okay, so let me just, it's just going to be a bit awkward and count it out now. But, um, don't say him out loud. So, <laughs> obviously not. <laughs> not that they probably need the help anyway. Are we saying six, Matt? Yeah, yeah, six is fine. Okay. Have you got six as well? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Six is six is what we want. Six. Sorry. Failed critics. Any difference on six? Hang on a minute. So it's no, wait. Oh, and it's Bruce Wayne. I'm actually going eight. Okay. Oh, oh okay. shit. Oh, oh shit. Oh, fucked up. Oh, okay. Okay. oh shit. And black oh, hole shit, media. For it. <laughs> see, 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 Carol, you've just made me doubt myself. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Because I was, I was convinced it was six. Oh, knackers. Where, 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 where have we seen Bruce Wayne that isn't the main Fox films? Lay them. Yes, Carol, you're right. Oh, brilliant. Great answer. <laughs> oh. Hang on, hang on, hang on. The only great answers are the right answers, Owen. Exactly. 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 <laughs> Lay them. Can you, can you, because I, I, I can't get what they've got and they're bound to be right. Oh man, the the hamster, the hamster that's in my brain is like running at like sixty miles an hour at the moment. Oh, oh damn it, damn it, damn it! I can't wait to get the answer on this one. I'm next time. <laughs> is it appearances in other DC films that we've? Uh we could be here all night. Six, six. No, no, <laughs> I'm, 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 no, 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 Let's let's go a bit higher because there's got to be a trick somewhere. All right, seven, more than six. seven, seven. Right, I'm taking your answer nice. seven, and yeah. and the closest answer is failed critics with eight. The correct answer is ten. What? Oh, no way. Well, because you're forgetting. I said Bruce Wayne, uh-huh. and every time you have a Batman film and a reboot, you have oh, seen his parents hell. get shot down the alleyway, and there's and there's oh. a player Batman is no, that Bruce that Wayne. Is, that's that's, that's ben, why that I said Bruce Wayne and not on, Batman. Ben. That's what I thought, and then I was like, ten? Okay, but that just makes sense. Because so he's dead. You've got basically you've got Adam West, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck. That's mm-hmm. six. Yeah. And then in the first Keaton film, there's a kid playing ba- uh, yep. Ben Affleck. Not Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing foreshadowing. Yes. Um, there's, and then there's another kid in Batman Forever, playing the young oh, Bruce Wayne. I forgot about him. Oh, and then right. there's one in Batman and Robin doing the same thing. And then the oh. same kitty, the same kitty turns up in Batman Begins and the Dark Knight Rises, playing a young Christian Bale Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he sure. Yeah, does. that was the one I remembered. Oh, I right. remembered the one from, you know, Batman versus Superman plus the original Batman. Was in Keaton. Oh, sorry, yeah. no, the answer is 11, because there is the one in Batman, but, but anyway, Felkrick still win. <laughs> yeah, okay. On the, on the Wikipedia page, for some reason, it doesn't put the young one from um, Batman versus Superman, but obviously there is one. He's there. Yeah. So, Who could you yeah. forget? He learns to fly because of bats. Yeah, that's literally, literally what happens. Uh, next question. According to the brilliantly named website don'tkillseanbean.com, <laughs> How many times has Sean Bean died on screen? And I'm assuming oh this includes God. film and television oh. appearances. Wow. So, 
So, failed, uh, so failed critics. How many times has Sean Bean died on screen? I reckon he's probably got an IMDb that's about 50, 50 entries. I'd say he probably died in a surprisingly small amount, considering his reputation. Yeah. I was thinking 15. What do you think? That's exactly what I was going to say. Okay. I, would, I would say 15. Black Hole Media. How many times has Sean Bean died on screen? Uh, lay them, I don't know. Have a guess. Oh, yes. Infinity. I don't know. That's not that. Lock it in, Steve. Lock it in. <laughs> 12. We'll say 12. Yeah. And, 12. and Foothead. Oh. <clears throat> well, my first immediate response would have been around the 10 mark. So if we just go under Black Hole Media of 11, what do you think, Matt? Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm willing to go with it. Um, I, oh, I don't. Yeah, all right. Let's just go with eleven. Let's get it moving. Okay, and uh, failed critics win that one again. It's twenty times that oh, he's died. Jesus. I was going to go for twenty. Honestly, I want to go for twenty twenty-one. <laughs> Seriously, thank you to thank you to the website don'tkillshawnbean.com for collating that information. Final question for this round is: How many characters did Eddie Murphy play in The Nutty Professor? Oh man, okay. I should I should be able to get this on the nose. Just just saying, just saying. I'm, I'm putting it out there. Well, you can go first then. <laughs> uh, okay. Never tell them that you know the answer for this. <laughs> I don't know the answer. I'm just, all right, okay. Um, I'm gonna have a think. You've got any clue on this one, Carol. I'm in, I'm in between. I'm basically in between two numbers here. In between two numbers. You got anything to add to this, Matt? Before I keep thinking. Not really. <laughs> oh, right. I'll, Thanks I'll for being a my, broke I'll hang my hat on your your thoughts if that's all right. You can hang your hands on whatever you like. <laughs> Free offer. Um. Okay. I'm gonna. Get, it's not. I don't think it's as big as I'm thinking. Why? Why is that happening to me? I'm going to say I four. think That's what trust you your gut, whatever the first thing that came into your head is probably closer. Um, four, then. Okay. Failed critics. I don't know. Am I thinking of a completely different film? What's the one where they're all around the dinner table? Oh, uh, that's... Is that Norbit? Oh, it might be Norbit. Oh, in that case, I have no idea. I think it's probably quite a high number. I think he probably plays the professor and then voices the animals. So should we say six? Does that sound right? Yeah. All right. I'll go with six. Okay. And Black Hole Media. I want to go with seven. I've no I idea. I want to go with seven. Okay. To go with nine of this. okay. The correct answer is, on the nose, seven. I don't know what oh, animals yes. you think there are in the Nighty Professor, Owen. Eh? Oh, no. You said, you said I think he voices the animals as well. Yeah. I I've got... Can, I, can, I, can I try and... Oh, I am thinking of Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> oh, I, think, I think I've got the characters in my head. Actually, is it Sherman Buddy, his dad, his mom, his sister, his brother, and his granddad? And then there's a younger brother who's not played by him. If my memory serves. That's right. Well, I've, I've got uh, 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 Professor Sherman Clump and Buddy Love. I've got yeah. his, uh, oh, I his dad. About Buddy Love. His dad, his <laughs> mum, his gran, um, his uncle. And somebody else who doesn't seem to be part of the family called Lance Perkins. Well, yeah, not oh, right. exactly the film I was thinking of then at all. No, no. 
Anyway, anyway, we've come to the end of the first round plus well, the second round technically, I suppose. Uh, and in in reverse order, failed critics are last with three, <sighs> letting me down big time. Uh, Foothead uh, second with five. From first with the uh, the bonus five points from the first round, are uh, Black Hole Media with eight. High five. But yes. it's still all to play for. Still the reigning it, champions, just in every knockable off that perch. In every <laughs> sense of the word. <laughs> round three, and the second question of the ones you had to prepare answers for. If you could kill off one of the established Marvel superheroes, and sure they will never feature in any way, shape or form in the MCU again, who would it be and why? And that is because there's so many bloody films and so many characters being introduced in every film, there's, there's surely too much room for all of them, so we're going to get rid of one. And we're going to start with Foothead. Who are you getting rid of and why? Shall I do this one? Um, are you sure, Matt? Yeah, cool. Go for it. No, you can do it if you want. You, you were quite passionate about this. Okay, so... All right, okay, so I'm going to go with this one then. So the character I would kill off with no question would be Thor. Worst backstory, worst character, worst mythology, not relatable, shit casting, Tom Diddledinks, or whatever his fucking name, with his mewling quim. He stinks out the place, <laughs> in it. Um, um, fucking Anthony but Hopkins. Hang on, but, or, but hang on. Which, but which one are you getting rid of? Are you getting rid of Thor? Are you getting rid of Loki? Or are you getting rid of... No, um, Thor. Thor's top, Thor's top of the tree, and all the rest of them can fuck off as well. That's just my point. But Thor... I just don't like. I don't like his accent. I don't like the way he carries himself. I don't like the way he's juiced up for the movie with his nice big pump muscles. Maybe I've got a problem with people who are blonde and really big and bigger than me. I don't know. But this—that's the point I'm going to make. Thor is again. I'm going to say it. Just the worst backstory. It's just how the fuck we've we got like people like you know the Incredible Hulk, and with them we got Thor, who's like a real part of like mythology. I don't get it. It just seems so. Out of place and yeah, not relatable at all. I just don't like him. He's not a superhero. He's a he's god. Not relatable. <laughs> not relatable. Big, big green man is. <laughs> Children today. I can relate to that though, because you know, you know, good old Bruce Banner. You know, he doesn't really want to turn into me. He's, don't make me angry. Whereas Thor is like, oh no, my daddy doesn't love me. Like you know, that's a bit too close to home for me. Life's a bit like Thor's. Yeah, it could well be. So there you go. Thor, let's take him. Let's drop him off at the central universe, whatever he does. Fuck his hammer off. <laughs> Goodbye, Thor. We won't miss you. Take care. Right. So, Interesting. That's all I have to say um, about that. Definitely passionate. <laughs> uh, Black Hole Media, who are you turfing out? Well, okay. I'm going to go with Matt Murdock from Daredevil. <gasps> Controversial. Mate. I've got why, I've got how he's going to get killed by Heath Ledger's Joker because the Flash this season has done the whole multi-universe thing so that means that every single thing ever made is canon so Heath Ledger's Joker comes in, kills Daredevil slash Matt Murdock purely because I just want to hear the line we killed the Matt man that's all (laughs) I just want right. I just want someone to say we it's simple we kill the mat man and I and I and I, and I let him answer and <laughs> you know <laughs> As failed critics you never know um I this this is going to be even more 
controversial, although like hopefully hopefully not. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of Tony Stark, and I think he's so perfectly cast. But I think the Book of Civil War has just the worst ending in the world, <laughs> and you can improve on it immeasurably by Iron Man like doing something, doing the superhero landing, pow, like one one hand to the floor and that you know and then he gets up and he just gets wiped out by a truck and his and his armor <laughs> goes everywhere like in iron man 3 but it actually works this time and he actually like properly gets splattered and everyone just looks and goes oh well that's all right so war, war over then brilliant because he's got no one else like properly on his side in in the film by the look <clears> of it. You, you know you just look at the rest of them and just go nah fuck off and uh you know it's not like he's got you know the in the negative zone like he had in the book so yeah i think it'd be just a really brilliant like and then the truck comes along he's like oh all right and then the superhero music starts i think that would be amazing i'd have to give it to i had i'd have to give it to to failed critics because (laughs) i because black hole media's answer was i i did know what that was (laughs) and and, uh, sorry foothead but i I love four, and I'm waiting for the one that's oh, just him, him, no. him. Just waiting for the one where he's adapting to life on Earth. There's no even kind of superhero element to the film. It's just a comedy about him getting used to life on Earth. They sort of did that in the first one. Yeah, but like a proper one, like a whole just comedy. Oh, yeah, so about... oh, so when he goes in the job centre and he's in the queue, and <laughs> signs he, <on>. plays... yeah. <laughs> he takes the tube around Greenwich. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Not not the right way, obviously, but yeah. you know that's not his fault. And Does we'll, we'll, sam- test? <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll sandwich the two rounds of questions with 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 two of these uh, questions you have to pr- uh, provide answers for. I've changed the ordering of them slightly, but you've all got answers prepared, so it shouldn't matter. Now we're going to, seeing as we've got three mats on the podcast tonight, who is your favourite movie, Matt or Matthew? McConaughey is not an eligible answer because that would make it a bit too easy and probably more than one of you would go for him. So fail critics after winning the, uh, the last mm. round, go first in this one. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't know how to tackle this question, really. There weren't well, many... it's, quite, it's quite a simple concept. Who's your favourite Matt? It is. Film? It is. It's a simple concept, but there weren't many movie Matt's that immediately sprang to mind. So the obvious thing to do seemed to go to IMDb and search for the name Matt. So... After some careful deliberation, I've decided that the top three movie maps of all time, according to the ones I could find on IMDb, are, in no particular order, Paul Giamatti, the Oscar-nominated actor, probably best known for his tour de force performance in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and for the nuanced, characterful performances that he brings to animated voiceover roles, such as the voice of Screw on Head, in the 2006 TV short, The Amazing Screw on Head. So, yeah, he's just amazing, Paul Giamatti. Amazing. So our second choice is Walter Matthau, known most famously for being one half of The Odd Couple, which is a film whose tagline is Say No More. So moving on. Our final Matt is Uma Thurman. Did you get it? Uma but I didn't get the other two because it's Matt or Matthew, but you know, it's all right, you carry on. It's Matt, Giamatti, or <laughs> Matto. Yeah, uh, so it's a well known fact that Quentin Tarantino once described Uma Thurman as his muse, and the lead singer of Muse is, of course, Matt Bellamy. So there you go, Uma Thurman. She's two mats for the price of just about half of a normal one mat. Um, but she counts, IMDb said so, 
So that's it, Paul Giamatti, Walter Matto, and Uma Thurman. You know you only need Carol, one. Are you right? happy with that? What? I you're not happy with that? We've we've gone for three maps you could choose from. They're not real gone for, Matthews. You haven't gone for a single map. <laughs> yeah. Full stop. I yeah. I, that's what IMDb said. I just searched for Matt and they came up. Uh, right. <laughs> you, um, I am never getting Owen to Google anything for me. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, Black Hole Media, um, save this question. An actual pick, somebody called Matt or Matthew, please. Matt Damon! <laughs> <laughs> there is no further explanation needed. Simply, Matt Damon! You're supposed sorry. to just answer with Matt Damon, you div. I'm sorry, ladies. <laughs> that was sorry the I plan. didn't understand the rules. And Foothead. Go on, Matt. You can okay. take the best. I'll do the little I'll do the little bit after. You go on. You go for it. Alright, okay. So we've gone for the legendary Matthew Broderick, the man who everyone wanted to be in the 80s. How an actor can go from one extreme of Ferris Bueller to then co-starring on the biggest movie star of them all, Godzilla. And he gets to shag Sarah Jessica Parker. Or did he just actually think Godzilla was Sarah Jessica Parker? I'm not sure. So we've gone for, for Matthew Broderick. And I believe uh, Tother Matt has a worse Matt just for the lulls for you. Yes, worse Matt is Matt Hoff and the BMX uh, rider uh, because he's, he died alone and he couldn't spell his own fucking name. Matt does not have one T. <laughs> I thought you meant he had too many Fs. Oh, fuck. <laughs> there, you, there you go. I'm very happy with that one, Matthew Broderick. According to Owen, Matt has a um and a Herman either side of it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't you put, me you just put, there you put an asterisk in front of the M and the T. <laughs> oh, that's such a geeky joke. I love it. I love the fact that you... Putting wild cards in your searches. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you can always rely on Owen to throw a quiz. I was just saying, yeah. that's I didn't put any wild cards. Two years in a that. row. Done it, Owen. I'm going to have to go for the team that picked Matt Damon for the spot on impression oh, of. of... Yeah. yeah, Matt Sorry, Damon Pam. always that one. <laughs> Don't need to apologise to me. <laughs> It's the listeners you should be apologising. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I think you've let yourself Owen, down. Owen, Owen, I think a big key was that if they've got the word Matthew in their forename on the birth certificate, that would probably would have helped. I'm just, he just said their favourite movie, Matt or Matthew. Well, Matt, it features in plenty of names, you know. Yeah, but well, if you're trying to be really clever, you could have picked the carpet from Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> Five, yes. five points to Steve there, I think. <laughs> yeah, I've won this quiz on my own. <laughs> anyway, on to the next round. This one is essentially fastest finger first, although you've not got buzzers. So what you've got to do is shout out the name of your podcast if you know the answer. Whoever gets in first answers the question. If you get it right, you get a point. So question one. We've got a new version of Jungle Book just been released. For some reason, in 2018, they're doing another one. It's being directed by Andy Serkis. But who is going to voice Bagheera in that one? Uh, Black Hole Cinema. Yes, Black Hole Cinema. Benedict Cumberbatch. No, he is, he is doing a voice snippet. He's not doing that one. Ah. Well, critics, Black- is it Andy Serkis himself motion-capturing the panther? 
He's going to be like the nutty professor in this film. Just do everything motion <laughs> capture. No, it's, it's yeah. It's not. It's not. And <laughs> Turkey. Do we have a guess? No. Yeah, go on. Do it. Foot head. Tom Hardy. No, that'd be Tom an interesting. Hardy. That'd be good. <laughs> interesting one. Yeah. Uh, no, nobody gets a point there. Then you're all wrong. Uh, it's Christian Bale. Oh. Oh. I knew that. In in that film, Andy Serkis will be be doing Baloo. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. He's going to be Sheer Khan. Kate Blanchett ah. will be Kate Blanchett will be Car. He'll oh. be good Sheer Khan. I don't mm. I don't know why they're doing another one. So this one isn't the. It's, I think it's more tied to the books. Is is kind of a a prequel kind of thing maybe than mm. it is like Jungle Book that we we know from the Disney one and the the John Favreau yeah. one we just seen. Anyways. I think they were roughly meant to be coming out at the same time and then that one got put back or this one came forward. Yeah. But yeah, if it's like close to the book, yeah, because the book's not, not Disney. No. Question two. In the end credits of A Fistful of Dollars, what name is Eastwood's Man With No Name given? Black Hole Media. Yes. Barry. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not Barry. Is it Matt? <laughs> Forehead. Forehead. Matt. Yes, <laughs> no, it's not Matt. <laughs> we can take uh, them. That's fine. I don't, I don't know anyway. Black Hole Media. Yes. Jeff. No. Well, Chris, do you want to have a guess and then if you don't get it, we'll, we'll go move on. I feel like I should know it, but... Uh, yeah. um, it's not... It's something weird, maybe? I don't know. Is it just Clint Eastwood as himself? <laughs> Clint. Yeah, we'll go for Clint. No, it's actually Joe. Joe. Not doing very well, any of you, on this round. Well, I mean, I don't want to lay the blame solely at the um, solely at the, the feet of the quizmaster, but, you know. I would. He's been awesome so far. Uh, question three. The upcoming Mike Bassett sequel has a title. Mike Bassett, colon, something. What is after the colon? I have no idea. Not biologically. This is the film title. <laughs> it's going to be Black something. Black Hole Media. Yes, Black, Black Hole Media. Media. Yes. Mike Bassett football pundit? No. No, that's a yes. Oh, I didn't even know there on. was one. Um, just... Failed critics. Is it? Yes, Carol. Uh, oh, God. It was something else, manager. But... Oh, no. It's on the tip of my tongue, and I was really hoping it was going to arrive at the front of my tongue when I said that. But it's not. Is it like um, caretaker manager or something? <gasps> I know what it is. Shit. Can I have a guess? What's that? What's Mm. I just don't know who. Foothead! Um, we said Foothead! That's it! Yeah, don't we just had guess. Give it to Foothead and then I, come back I to I think us. I have to go to Foothead, yes. Uh, Mike Bassett, interim manager. Uh, it is, it is yes! Mike Bassett, interim manager. Love it. Great. Thanks, Carol. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I didn't even know four. there was a sequel. I'm just suddenly really happy. Question four. What is Christopher Nolan's lowest-rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes that he has a directing credit for? Black Hole Media? Yes, Black Hole Media. Following? No. Black Hole Media? Yes. Is it Heat? Yeah. No. No, he didn't Bell do Failed Critics. Didn't he? Yes, Failed Critics. Is it Insomnia? No. Oh, oh. oh it's, I meant to say that one anyway. Foothead. Yes, Foothead. The Prestige. No. Bale Critics, oh. Dark Knight Rises. No. Black Hole Media, Interstellar. Yes, it is Interstellar. Oh. <laughs> it's not actually that low. It's about, seven, it's about 70%. <laughs> oh, 
there's I think there's one on there that hasn't been rated as well, so you obviously can't use that one. But um, yes, it is Interstellar. The next, I, I the don't next know why. Point... How did I get heat and insomnia mixed up? I, for some reason, I think they're the same film. And I don't <laughs> know they've got Al Pacino in them. Yeah, I mean, you got John Candy uh, and, yeah. and John Goodman mixed up, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, question five, then, for this round. The the recently announced Men in Black Jump Street crossover will be titled what? It's been given a title. Yes, Failed Critic. Yes. MIP 23. You are indeed correct. Oh, yes. Well done. What a shit name. Yes, what is it? It's not the best, but I'm confident it'll be a good film. It's almost as bad as Hardcore Henry. That's a bad (laughs) Yeah. Next question is, what film currently sits at the top of the IMDb Top 250? Failed Critics. Yes, Failed Critics. Shawshank Redemption. It is indeed the Shawshank (sighs) Redemption. Next question is, Kate Hudson is the daughter of which actress? Black Hole Cinema. I don't even know who was first. I don't even know Black Hole Cinema. I think it was I definitely heard my voice first. I'm pretty sure it's critics, actually, so... I just don't know who it was. So am I, but, you know, I think we're biased, though. We're all going to get it right. You might as well skip it. I think we should go by the alphabetical order of the team names. Why don't we all say in unison you'll, and then you'll we all say your un- all say your answer after three. One, okay. two, three. All 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 all. Right, yes, yeah, so you can all have a point then. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Mad I didn't dude. expect you all to be that good. <laughs> anyway, on to the next question. Uh, which fictional location is Jaws set? Oh, failed critics. Yes, failed critics. Oh no, I can't remember it now. I think <laughs> Am- Amity. Oh no, I can't remember. Owen, help. Um, I don't know. Give me a. Uh... Amity. I thought it was Amity Cove, but I'm not sure. Do you need the 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 location, the actual town name, Steve, or the or generally where? It's the 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 town where the place it's set. So not like a state, not a whole state or anything. Okay. It's set in America. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that Amity is not the right word, the right one then. I cannot well, did say... You... Amity Cove does sound like it could be right. Yeah. Amity Cove? Amity Island! Amity Island! It is Amity Island. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> you got there in the end. Because... And no one else, yeah. no one else was it's... jumping in, so I just left it. It's uh, written question... in, uh, I think, at Thorpe Park, they've got, like, the Amity <clears throat> Island thing, and that was what I was trying to think of. Sorry. Question nine, and probably quite an easy one. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Who played Jack Regan in the recent-ish movie version of The Sweeney? Black uh, Hole Cinema. Black Hole Media. Yes, Black Hole Cinema Media. But Ray Winston. Is indeed Ray fucking Winston. <laughs> Ray Winston. And they have a great car chase through a caravan park in that film. You don't get a caravan park (laughs) car chase in many other films. (laughs) Okay, the final question for this round, you're all glad to hear final question, I'm sure, uh, is, um, despite being on screen for just eight minutes, who won an Oscar for her role in Shakespeare in Love? Yes, Uh, Yes, Uh, Bell Critics. 
It is yeah. Judy Dench. And as we're about to go into the final round, which is the last question I asked you to prepare answers for, there's actually two questions in that, so there's a bonus 10 points up for offer on that one. We have got, let me do some maths, Team Foothead on seven. Not bad. It is bad, it's last, but you know, I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> it's, 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 it's all right. It's all right, we know where we're at. We know where we're at, it's cool. And then the other two, Team Failed Critics on 12 and Black Hole Media on 16. <gasps> so this last round is all to play for. There, there is 10 points because there's two <coughs> questions technically. The Jungle Book is evidence of a successful remake. Robocop is evidence <laughs> of one that is quite the opposite. Um, pick one film perfect for a remake and one that should be left well alone by the world of cinema. And I'm going to start off with each team's one that is perfect for a remake and we will start with Failed Critics. I would like to put out to, to the people of the podcast, people here, think about remakes that you really enjoyed and, and what do they have that has made them different to the original? What have, what have they had that have made them so successful? Can anyone give me a good answer? Uh, the Thing. The Thing. It's a good good remake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, uh, <laughs> that's not much to work on. Uh, yeah, um, The Thing is a good vanilla, remake. Okay. The vanilla, I, I was thinking of like Vanilla Sky because it is a remake technically of a Spanish film. It's just not the one you're thinking of like a reboot. Mm. Well, I don't really Des- think Desperado. that things that are remade because Americans don't like subtitles should really count, <laughs> uh, personally. Um, the thing oh, I always okay. like about remakes is where they've got like a wildly different tone to the original. Um, like uh, Airplane. I don't think a lot of people <laughs> know this, but it's actually a remake of a film called Zero Hour and they lifted so many yes, it is. shots and, and lines from it wholesale. But it, it just completely sells it as a hilarious film. Okay. So with that in mind, so like uh, Zero Hour, if you haven't seen it, it's like an air disaster movie, like from the 60s, I think it was, or 70s. Uh, and it's it would be, you know, it's obviously very funny in the right hands. So, and recently we've had a lot of, I, I, I look at a lot of front pages um, every morning. And on the Daily Star, like normally at least once a week, there's something about massive seagulls acting the twat. So <laughs> with that in mind, I've got the birds subtitle those bastard seagulls and it will star <laughs> nicholas cage as a, as a man no as a man, <laughs> as a man with a sandwich as a motion capture seagull <laughs> <laughs> he could, he, he, to be honest he could also be the main protagonist as well that'd be fine as a man you could just voice all the animals it's fine <laughs> yeah just like mine mine he's a man with a sandwich on brighton seafront trying to protect it and his daughter obviously from uh, from the from the bastard seagulls that keep trying to eat the sandwich, and also probably his daughter. That is my pitch. <laughs> it's the birds right. with Nicolas Cage. <clears throat> is that to right. try and get some kind of meme where Nicolas Cage will say every animal? So like bees, maybe seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> he can add it to his to his oeuvre. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm a big Nicolas Cage fan. I don't, I don't think any any film could be like not improved by putting Nicolas Cage in it. So, uh, knowing. You know. well, knowing no, I, well, imagine <laughs> knowing without Nick Cage. Um, yeah, exactly. It would be unwatchable. <laughs> unwatchable with him in it. <laughs> anyway. I did actually uh, think about doing a remake of Knowing, but yeah, I, I went with the birds instead. Uh, Foothead, 
win this and you can keep right. yourself in the competition. Lose this and you're mm. out. <laughs> okay, well, we won't make it a big, long, drawn-out thing like some of these other long ones. I'll keep it nice and short and simple and sweet. Uh, we're going to go for Howard the Duck as a, mm. as a good remake. And the reason for this being, as Marvel are expanding into this universe of excellent R-rated movies, we genuinely need to find out, as perluded in the original, if Howard Duck actually does fuck Marty McFly's mum. <laughs> That's it. Right, fantastic. Black Hole Media. <clears throat> right, we're going to go with the Cannonball Run. Because Ooh. that's that film, everyone thinks the Cannonball Run's great. It's not. And if you watch it back, it's just a bit shit. It's got a great idea, but it would have less really dodgy cameos and, like, properly be about... Because it's based on the... Um, oh, what's it called? The actual race. The gumball um, that happens. You do it properly and have it really exciting and fun. Not like Need for Speed. But like, and how, but have a lead actor who has a fabulous mustache like Burt Reynolds. And I don't know who's got Tom quite Selleck. as fabulous a mustache. Tom, Tom Selleck. Yeah. He might be a bit old. You'd need a younger man with a fabulous mustache, and I don't know who's got one. Can't can't you uh, have just a younger actor with Tom Selleck playing the mustache? <laughs> what about William H Macy? <laughs> William H Macy. Maybe. He's got yeah, a good yeah, 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 yeah. He does have a good tash. So him. And then a fat bloke with him. Um, Josh Gad or someone. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's, that's my... That's our pick. Well, uh, I'm going to go for Team team Foothead. I like the idea of a How Duck movie. And also it means that everyone can still yeah. win going into the final question. <laughs> oh, it, was a, it was a sympathy one then, was it? Oh, but we'll take it. I like a sympathy <laughs> yeah. shag. Ah, you like a sympathy shag as much as the next man. So thanks for that, man. <laughs> We'll start in reverse order on this question then, and the film that should be nowhere near considered for uh, Hollywood to remake, and that will start off with Black Hole Media. The one I would not remake and not want them to remake is Highlander, because apparently there's only there can only be one, and <laughs> that's a lot of bollocks, <laughs> because there's been a lot more than one, and you don't need any more. So, yeah, just to prove that there can be only one, then don't remake Highlander. Plus, it would be shit, and Sean Connery wouldn't be in it. So, what's the point? Well, he has retired from acting, but maybe he'd come back for Highlander. Tempt him out for Highlander. That would be the one yeah. that draws him back. They tried, they, tried to get, <laughs> they tried to get him back for, for Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, didn't they? And I'm sure there was something else they tried to get him back for, and he wasn't having it. Well, they wanted him to be, the, they wanted him to be the, the groundsman, didn't they, in um, Skyfall? Skyfall, I'm sure Skyfall, of it. Skyfall, yeah. 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 Um, he wasn't having it, but maybe Highlander, he'll be back. Maybe. As Juan Ramirez Villalobos, whatever he's called. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, no, no. Leave it alone. There can be only one. There should be only one. There isn't, but there should be. <laughs> Team Foothead. Oh, okay. So this is like in my top five films ever. So obviously I adore it and love it. That's that's obvious. Uh, it's from the 80s and it's a romantic film, actually, which I may not have expected for somebody uh, who's called Matt Aguilera, you know, with Spanish blood <laughs> running through his veins. Um, and this film stars John Cusack and is called Say Anything. And the reason why this shouldn't be remade is, is because it's a, <laughs> there's so many truly romantic moments 
in this film that would be spoiled by the fact that John Cusack would be recast by Channing fucking Tatum and he'd be like, he'd be some kind of, instead of like being a geek who couldn't get anywhere and was practicing kickboxing because that was on trend in the 80s, he'd be doing something like playing basketball instead. You'd also have the fact that when it came to them being apart from each other when they fall in love together, they'd be texting each other and stuff like that, so there'd be no tension when they're left alone from each other. And of course, you would not have the most iconic moment where um, Lloyd Dobler, who is John Cusack in this movie, steps outside her window and plays a song what, what, which is um, In Your Eyes um, by, oh, what's his name now? It doesn't matter, In Your Eyes. Great song. <laughs> and it's the song that was playing in the car when they first made love to each other. And he plays it on his big, loud boombox. It's a really iconic scene. It's been taken off and parodied so many times. But if you watch the whole movie, it's a genuinely beautiful, beautiful, beautiful tale. <laughs> beautiful. Two people fall in love together. And also... Little sausages, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and you've got a great ending and you've got some of the some great lines. And if it got remade, you'd take all this perfection that comes from being from such an innocent time in the 80s and about the way that the characters interact with each other, especially at the party scene. Um, I'm talking about this, of course, assuming you've all seen it, which I know was a bit of a faux pas. But how else can I relate it to you? This film is just perfect the way it is. It doesn't need to be recast. It doesn't need to be put into the future. It just needs to be as it is. Say anything. The film that everybody with a romantic heart should watch right now. Well, congratulations okay. for doing a nice, serious answer and costing us the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've not heard what Phil coming out with yet, but we're about to. Yeah, you better take this one, Carol. <laughs> fresh, fresh and much. I think also, like, the thing he would say anything as well, he'd be sitting there dicking about on his iPod, wouldn't he? And then he'd hold it up and she'd be like, what? It only goes up to 15. I can't hear what it's like. What? And <laughs> exactly. she'd be like, leaning out deep, dicking about on Spotify, like, hang on, it's just buffering. And then, you know, she'd be leaning out, go, I can't hear it. And it would all, yeah, the... Kevin Bacon walks up and says you should have gone out. There's the scene where he's trying to connect it to the Bluetooth speakers that's <laughs> yeah, with him. Yeah. But then, that's what I was just going to say. It's pairing. Oh. <laughs> and, and then um, like, but then accidentally, accidentally hooks it to the, I don't know, the parents' Bluetooth, I don't know, car stereo, which blasts loudly and like, wakes up out of the neighbourhood or something. And, and, it's, and instead of awkwardly calling her up on her house phone and getting her dad on the phone, you'll just Snapchat her a pic of his dick instead. It just works the same. It does lose a bit of romance, so I'll give it that. Yeah, humanity, it's moved on. Sounds more romantic to me, I'm, but anyway. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you've all watched it anyway. Great movie. Absolutely awesome film. <laughs> I've um, not seen it. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my answer is uh, is not as good as that, frankly. Um, it's um, Evil Dead 2. And there's two, there's two reasons why you can't remake this film. Uh, number one, because it's brilliant. And number two, because it's already a remake of the first bloody film, but with more than £12.50 in budget, that's unless tree rate. So, you know, it's, you know, the fair dead, all that it had wrong with it was £12.50 in budget and, and a bit of tree rate. So, you know, you take those away and it's a perfect film. Um, the only, the only caveat I can add to that is that maybe if they did it like as Ashes Now, as in, as in Ashes Evil Dead type, like where he actually just gets shot in the cabin again, then that would be amazing. But apart from that, no, don't don't do Evil Dead Two again because he's you know he's already lost his hand. I don't think he'd be able to function without his other one as well. Is the Evil Dead TV show any good? Yeah, it's really good. It's only about <laughs> half an hour long each episode as well. And it's only about six episodes, I think. So you couldn't like knock it off in about a night. 
have to give the the points there to the impassioned say anything. Yes, I'm done. Oh, no way. <laughs> Which means that out out of nowhere, a real Cinderella story, a real a real Roy of the Rovers moment from the football podcast. Team Team Foot ahead of one with 17 points. Uh, oh team God, Media second with 16. Uh, team Foul Critics on 12. I cannot believe it. Seriously, thank you. We've literally seen after the after the the, the dismal showing in the earlier rounds. It's literally the Leicester City of of fourteen fifteen coming to win the Premier League in fifteen sixteen. I suppose it is. Whatever. Did they get sympathy points halfway through the season as well? (laughs) 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 If you've seen some of the refereeing up to today, then well. Theirs was genuinely the best answer in the last round as well. The, the was. round before the yeah, last absolutely. one. Yep. The you last two rounds they've had the best the answer. Well, so well done, you're all winners. <laughs> We're all winners, but in another really accurate way. Yeah. <laughs> it's your fault, Tony. That's the worst. That is the worst thing that winners can say to everyone else. You're all winners. You all won. <laughs> Thanks for that. But no, pink things. You're doing winning one. wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, thank you all for, for joining us on this Quizcast experience. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope everyone who participated enjoyed it until they found out they didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> there is no prize for the winner. I'm sorry. There's no prize for yeah, but it. Was for a, it was a clever way of booking us back in for the next one, though, by letting us win. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. Um, yes, so thank you for joining us. give you one more chance to uh, plug your podcast. So, uh, team, team Foot's head, you plug yours. Go for it, Matt. Well, if you want to come along and listen to me and Matt basically talk about all the same kind of things we have today, but actually about FIFA Ultimate Team, which is something that we really know about and help people out with every single day, then you're more than welcome. So you can find us on YouTube on Foothead TV. We're also on iTunes as Foothead Podcasts. Go and search for us there. Please do come and like us and subscribe to us, and you can hear some more of our hilarious jokes. Where I actually call other Matt Mr. Mets to get over these um, kind of awkwardness situation. Yeah, and I always I'm... come out on top. I wish I had the patience to trade properly on all the things. I'll get you don't. there, Steve. One day. I just don't have the. I just don't have the patience. Seven million profit this year for me so far. It's all good. What does that convert to in real money? Probably about, oh, I don't know. 73p. About five, six hundred quid. Maybe hell, I'm wasting my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Flat Hole Media, where, where can we find you? What do you do and all that? Um, we do lots of podcasts under the Black Hole Media banner, um, which you can find at Black Hole Media on Twitter. So it's Black Hole Cinema at Black Hole Cinema. Um, this might take a while. Sit down, have a cup of tea. Um, <laughs> pick a flick, pick a flick pods. Uh, at, that's uh, on Twitter. That's pick a flick where we Black Hole Cinema does the new reviews once or twice a month. Pick a flick picks random flicks and talks about them. Uh, we've got the composers, uh, which is about film music, which is every week for now uh, at the composers pod on Twitter. We've got the retro box, which is every now and then and does different um, TV shows. So uh, that's coming back fairly soon. And we've got Dead Meat, which is um, at Dead Meat on Twitter, which is all about horror, which Emma Platt runs. And um, is there another one? X-Cast, I think. There's the one we've oh, been yeah. talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can 
completely forgot the one I do the most, um, which is the uh, <laughs> the X cast, which is all about the X Files at the X oh, underscore cast. I really so, like that one. That's the one where you can't have that guy from the Isle of Man on, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only guy who podcasts in the Isle of Man comes on that show. Um, yeah, I think you know. I have internet. Voice. I have internet. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And failed critics, where where can we find you, and and what are we doing? Not like I don't know already, but other people might not. Uh, well, we just have a weekly film podcast comes out um, where we just basically chat about movies rather than kind of review them with any real depth or knowledge. Um, we just kind of have a laugh with each other. Uh, I've also I'm also doing a radio show at the moment for Books 101 Radio, which is Tuesdays 5 p.m. So people can listen to that if they want to. Um, which has got some music. I do a movie review on there as well, and talk about the week's sport. And occasionally we put out something called Underground Nights, which is about kind of like the the, the movies, the new re- releases that we perhaps overlook on the main Failed Critics podcast. So uh, Wolf Cop was on the first episode and we've had a documentary series there as well with James Mullinger and Paul Fields. So um, it's all there on failedcritics.com if people want to go and have a have a quick look. That, that's James Mullinger, like professional comedian and Paul Fields, professional person. Record collector, I think he is. Yeah. Professional record collector. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so that is all for, for this quiz cast. Thank you all for joining us. Hope you've enjoyed it and crack on listening to our respective podcasts and media outlets and hopefully we'll be back again with a quiz cast where we can be bothered <laughs> yeah what this is this is actually going out for because it's our birthday today day of release so you know it's uh it, it's a year since the last one it probably will be a year till the next one so um yeah but thanks for everyone for listening thanks you guys for joining us and uh us. we'll see you again loved it thank you Hello. so so much Had a great time. try a bit The Failed Critics Podcast is presented by Steve Norman and Owen Hughes, created by James Diamond, with original music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, remixed by James Yule of JamesYule.com. You can find us at FailedCritics.com, on Twitter at FailedCritics, and Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash FailedCritics. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.